Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I'm joined with Lily Zaldivar, Hello. Miranda Sanchez, Hello. and Zach Ryan. Hello! <laughs> I was everyone How dare doing you? this week. I was, I was, just, really going well. I was just going three okay. for three. Yeah, really well. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay. Wow, what an Apologies. excellent start to this amazing episode of NVC this week. I'm sorry. Friendship. <laughs> Friendship. I, liked, I liked it. It was a good, uh, a good flow we had going yeah. there. Keep yeah. I pitched. It's cool. Fine. So, how's everyone doing this week? Everyone good? Pretty good. Having a nice week. You get tired, Zach, yeah. from Zach? your trip? Yeah, I'm feeling a little jet lagged. I finally am kind of shaking it off. I was in Japan for ten days uh, last week. That was on the show. That's what why. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it's a long trip, and I'm I'm slowly recovering. But yesterday, I was definitely <laughs> falling asleep in a couple of meetings, and uh, yeah. just really feeling the lag. But yeah. Yeah. Did you see any uh, cool Nintendo things in Japan? I saw a lot of cool Nintendo things. <laughs> yeah. I actually should have brought. I bought this funny. Uh, uh, Happy Meal toy from Japanese Happy Meals that's Mario on a flagpole and like you can like <laughs> adjust like the height that's of the flagpole. Awesome. But he's like Aww. this, like he's got like one hand up and like a leg like up and it kind of looks like he's doing like a weird like stripper thing. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. It's so weird. Nice. Yeah. Japan, get him yeah. with it. Uh-huh. Very cool. <laughs> well, speaking of Mario, Mr. Mario, have you guys played the Mario Balloon World update the, for Mario Odyssey? Oh, yeah. Yes? Just a few minutes. Just a yes. few minutes? Not at all. Experienced. I, okay. Well, I live streamed it on NVC when it came out on Wednesday, or it came out the day before on Tuesday, but I live streamed it on Wednesday, so hopefully you guys caught that. It's a blast. I love it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um, it's a smaller update online. Uh, um, it, it adds like some online functionality where it's not asynchronous, where you're playing with other people at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you guys know the gist of it. You yeah. essentially have to find other people's hidden balloons, or you can hide balloons that other people have hidden, um, or you can hide balloons that other people can find. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, you have what a time limit, and you want to hide the balloons, and then somebody comes and looks for them. Yes. And exactly. anyone can come and look for them, or does it have to be your bud? Well, if it's it depends. Like if you don't have enough friends who. Um, put balloons in the world uh-huh. then it will like oh. generate random people okay but you can also get um there's like a code a balloon code a balloon system. code yeah, yeah that you just put that oh, in good more codes yeah right <laughs> yeah. but the code is also super small in like the map area you have to really you have to get a magnifying glass to really oh, see right. it it's a little tricky yeah. finding your code yeah it's, it's in the stats area yeah, it's right in the stat one. yeah so make sure you check your stats that's how you find your friend code um but luckily they're short they're only like nine digits or something yeah. like that so short <laughs> nine digits yeah that's so bad i mean it's whatever you know at least it's on xbox code it's like what 25 characters sure. or something yeah. like that yeah i so. really really like this update it's small but it's it holds a lot of fun potential yeah like you get to hide balloons like what you're seeing right now if you're watching if you're watching yeah if like you get to hide balloons you get to find them within a time limit and depending on how difficult it is you get rewarded but the fun part is is that um you can um how would you say like you put money in like to you have to pay to play kind of with like coins that you get. Oh, okay. It's not <laughs> real money. Not real money. It's just yeah. coins. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. pay to play with like the coins that you have. And um, every time that you do that, um, the person who created the hidden balloon gets that money. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good way to grind for coins in Mario. Yeah. If yeah, you still need to like unlock costumes. Yeah, there's and stuff. E- definitely easier ways to grind for coins. Like there's this is not the easy yeah, way. I like but the I like, whole, it's a fun way. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I like the whole ranking system um that they added. So like the more you play, whether or not you win or lose, um you still rank up. So obviously you gain more experience um if you win. But like you can totally um rise in ranks and the higher you go, um the more time limits they give you and like the more more coins you can get paid out with so it's really interesting it's obviously a smaller update but it came with additional costumes which is cool mm. um that's so, what yeah. i wanted yeah really it's always interesting yeah. um and it's nice to have luigi in the game finally even though we can't play as him i'm i'm really interested in watching like some pro level players hide oh, some yeah. stuff in like really devious places oh, yeah. i had really some, like really difficult ones yeah i hadn't really considered uh the possibilities of like just how like where the heights that you can kind of reach until I was watching just then mm-hmm. the uh, little gecko man flying through is like, oh man, you could really mess some stuff up if you get in there and hide a balloon and like, you know, like make really impossible stuff to find. Yeah. Well, not impossible because that wouldn't be fun. Well, but. What was the one that um, Sam was trying to do earlier? In Mushroom Kingdom, there was one on the top of the castle, but he only had like 13 seconds to get there. Uh, so 
the thing is like you can absolutely do this because someone has done it mm. which is the kind of cool thing it's like mm-hmm. hey you, you're presented with this weird puzzle that you have to figure out how someone else did this right yeah and a lot of them the i guess lower reward coins ones are easier uh, and the nice thing too is like when you hover over a balloon you want to look for you can kind of look around the map and see if you can see it within your like distance and sometimes you can and so it's like oh this is an easier one um but even sometimes when you can't see it, it's really hard because you have to like figure out how to get there. And like you can kind of practice too before you accept it, right? Yeah. And you kind of back out if it's still on your list after you go back in. Uh, but you can kind of keep trying to get to like, these weird areas. And that's really interesting to me because I didn't really mess around that much with it. Like, of course, when I was helping with the guide, I, like, I went to a lot of weird places. So I'm excited to use those for <laughs> this. Sure. Use yeah. those skills. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So and it's kind of a nice way to bring you back into the game. It's like, hey, there's like some extra coins. Like, you may not need it, but if you want to finish uh, 100%ing all your costumes, like, there's a totally reason to come back for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. How many more costumes did you say they added? Four? I think three or four. I'm not yeah. 100% sure on that. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Very Definitely cool wear the wedding dress when you see Luigi. Yes. That has been a running joke all day today. Yeah. yeah. Some funny reactions. Yeah. 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 He has reactions to a bunch of different costumes, right? Yeah. 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 But I, I just really love that Luigi is always like, hey, bro. Yeah. You're ready to find, are you ready to find balloons, bro? Yeah, bro. Like, That's great. Oh, yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's like, you need it. What are you telling me to do, down man? a little bit? We get <laughs> it. Mario's your bro. <laughs> <Get> it. <laughs> what happened? Um, yeah. Well, um, in other Nintendo news, uh, did you guys hear that Zelda Breath of the Wild finally broke one, min- one million sales in Japan, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. I mean, we've known for a while, for a long time, actually, that Zelda isn't as popular in the East as it is in the West. Um, and it took them a little while. Now, I have some numbers in front of me. It says that it sold 871,000 copies on the Switch and 133 copies on the Wii U. So they're combining both um, Switch numbers and Wii U numbers. Now, uh, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see a graph on screen right now, and it's kind of showing um, all of Legend of Zelda sales in Japan uh, from Ocarina of Time all the way over to Breath of the Wild. And this is uh, this graph is thanks to Ishan from Reset Era, so thank you very much uh, for providing us with that graph. So I just think it's really interesting. I mean, we can see just by taking a look, Ocarina of Time is by far the highest-selling Zelda game to have sold in Japan. But then as you go down, uh, you can see that it varies quite a bit. Oof, Minish with, Cap. Yeah, Minish Phantom, Cap. Phantom, what a shame. I love the Minish I, Cap. I did too. Really? I love Minish Cap, yeah. yeah. I think it's really interesting that, that Wind Waker sold almost... More in its first week than it did in its whole lifetime. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Criminal. Really? Yeah, very criminal. I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of Phantom Hourglass, so I'm very surprised really by it. this. No, Phantom Hourglass is bad. It's bad. Oh, so I was like, it. really? And if you look at like Oracle of Seasons and Ages, they obviously combined both yeah. of those together too. So <laughs> like yeah. that's a little telling. But I mean, Breath of the Wild is, num- is number two yeah, um, on the list. Great. So it looks like, you know... The Eastern market is starting to gain a little bit more interest uh, in the Zelda series, so that's exciting. It's it's pretty cool to see that stuff happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's never been more popular here in the West. I mean, people are still playing it all sure. the time. It's yeah, me. it's still I'm on. I'm still MPB. playing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still yeah. need to finish all my shrines week over week. It's still in the top ten games, which is awesome to see. Uh, you know, still one of our most used guides. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, use our wikis. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of people still playing Zelda on a day to day basis. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you guys got a chance to check out Doom's motion control update yet? What? No, but I heard it it makes that game even smoother. Which oh yeah, is wild. Yes, like that that game is is some of the most precise and smooth shooting I think in a first person shooter in in years. And the idea that adding gyro support to that uh, motion controls uh, makes it better is awesome. Yeah, uh, and it's just like another little perk for owning the Switch edition as well as any of the others. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's really interesting that 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 sort of upgrade can take a hardcore Doom player and be like, "Oh, this is a, totally an incentive for me to, to give it another run and see if I can do anything differently that I hadn't done previously." So, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like using it in handheld mode too. Sure. Like handheld mode in particular, because I find that it gives you such a such a more immersive experience. Yeah. Um, like you know, if you have the screen this close to your face and you're just kind of like swerving it around, the reticle actually moves with how you're moving it obviously because it's using motion and just that whole experience just drives me or it engages me more with the game itself that's interesting because like one of the things that i had a hard time with uh using motion controls in Splatoon was the idea of like moving, moving screen. the screen around mm-hmm. and like the yeah. angle at motion which you're controls. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's like the way to play it. Like I, right, I turned it off way. immediately. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Yeah. It's just not something that's ever really appealed to me. So the idea me that too. it, it, it enhances the way that you play Doom is, is really interesting. Yeah, that's like the biggest surprise to me. Yeah. 
because I, I feel like that wouldn't work, but I mean, I, I guess it does. I mean, I'm yeah, really guy, I so. liked playing with motion cool. controls on my TV using the Pro Controller mm-hmm. to, yeah. to like fine tune stuff. But the idea of like tilting my screen and then like I'm you know not seeing the entire thing, like, I don't know, it always kind of turned me off. Yeah, no, I totally, I wasn't always the biggest fan of motion controls either. Like I honestly, when I played Splatoon, I always used um, the analog sticks or the yeah. thumbsticks. Mm-hmm. But the more like I experiment with different motion controls um, with different games, like first person shooters in particular. And now that I've seen it running on Doom, I kind of want every first-person shooter on Switch to have some sort of motion sure. control implementation. Yeah. Like, we're going to be talking about Payday 2 uh, later on the show, the Switch version, and that game doesn't have motion controls or motion aiming, and I really wish that it did. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like it really adds that nice precision level. I haven't tested it out uh, with multiplayer or PvP yet, but just using it against P- uh, like actual NPC enemies works really well for me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I definitely have to test it out more. But I think it's great. I think it's fun that Bethesda and id are, you know, just still adding content to the game, trying to make it a better Switch game. So, yeah. Very th- cool stuff. Do you think they'll do the gyro controls for Wolfenstein when it comes Now on? that it's on Doom, I can totally see it coming, like launching cool. with Wolfenstein. Yeah, because that sounds really exciting. I'm, I'm not the type of person who would play Doom, but I really want to play Wolfenstein 2 on the Switch. And mm-hmm. I think with gyro controls, it sounds more exciting and more um, interactive. Oh, yeah. So I was just wondering. Oh, yeah. Do you think it'll happen? I Maybe. think that's a good point. Uh, yeah. It seems to me like it seems to me like it's like likely a day one yeah. thing. If if Bethesda's already worked out how to make it work on Doom, then I can't imagine they wouldn't just include it on Wolfenstein as well. I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you, Miranda. Yes. <laughs> um, so Friendship. I know, I know that uh, I know that there was a Sonic movie announced uh, a little what? while ago, oh, but geez. yeah, I figured since Brian's not here, we could talk a little bit about it because you just hear him in the background. No, you <laughs> Sonic. Um, yeah, no. So apparently, Sonic the Hedgehog will star uh, in a feature film set to debut on November fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. Now it was first announced in February of two thousand sixteen, with the release date set for two thousand eighteen, which is. This year, um, but apparently it was pushed back till next year. But the cool thing about this is that the uh, Deadpool director Tim Miller has signed on to be the executive producer of this movie. So I mean, I love Deadpool. I thought it was great. It had great production. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. this this Sonic movie is supposed to be similar to the Detective Pikachu movie, where it's going to be part CGI, part live action. Oh, right. So you think they're they're. Uh Going for that Sonic plot line from a game a few years ago where he like dates a real human woman. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, God. I could totally see that happen. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. They might they might be going down for that angle. But I mean, I, I think it's it's kind of interesting to see this sort of like resurgence or like these bigger franchises coming together or not coming together, but just coming forth and trying to make movies. Like Nintendo's yeah. working on their Mario movie with I'm, Illumination. Right. I'm really interested to see what tone they take. Because yeah. the last Sonic yeah. game was supposed to be like, you know, more gritty. Like that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if they're going to... Talking about forces? Yeah, like yeah. If they're going to try to go for that, or if they're going to go back to just like more fun and bubbly. And well, Sega also saw like tremendous fast. success yeah. with the Sonic Boom right. uh, franchise, uh, which was I forget what network it was on, but it was like a CG animated yeah, I remember TV that. show that was really popular for a while, and they actually put out a couple of good games. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know the idea. I I was mostly giving thumbs up until it was like, oh, and it's a mix of live action. Because, like, I don't know I don't see why you yeah. need to do that. Sonic though. has kind of, like, dabbled in that world for a long time, though. Since, like, Sonic Adventure back on the Dreamcast, you know, sure. where they just threw him into, like, fake New York City with real people. And then, again, I have to reiterate that he did <laughs> date a human woman, which is weird. So, but I, I don't know. I, I do like Tim Miller. I think that, that, um, having him on as an executive producer guarantees that that there'll be some s- solidly decent action because yeah. he's like a well known action dude before he, even before he was directed Deadpool. So um, having just watched Deadpool on the plane home from Japan, no. I wonder how much just brutal violence there will be in this Sonic. I was gonna <laughs> say I just want to see some chows, but I don't want yeah. any brutal violence associated with that. He just like spins <laughs> through the middle of people, and just, yeah, I could I could be into that. I'm curious who uh, the main <laughs> studio. <laughs> Like, that's pain for this. Mm-hmm. I want to know who's doing it. Just because I know Illumination is doing the Mario movie, so who is behind, who's backing this idea and going like, you know what, Mario's making a movie. Well, they already, Sonic was making it first, but I'm just, like, curious to see how this is going to go down. A part of me is so afraid oh, yeah. that we're going to get just, like, terrible, 
old school like video game movies where we're like, oh God, why did we do this? Like, who thought of this idea? And I'm just filled with a sense of dread. I don't know why. I think that's just the general <laughs> feeling about video game movies. Like, yeah. Yeah. Any movie that's adapted from a video game, for most part, it's just like, well, prepare yourselves. Yeah. 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 How, like, true. do we know, besides like Tim Miller being the exec producer, do we know anything else about the Sonic movie? Just because. They were going to release it this year, but then they pushed it out to next year. There should be some information mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, there is a little bit more information. Like, who's voicing Sonic? That Jaleel I- White. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Classic. Uh, actually, I'm not sure who's voicing Sonic. I don't know if that's been announced yet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just got people from the game or the animated series to do it. So Yeah, that'd be cool. Ryan Reynolds yeah. just makes a, a two-for-two turn. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds oh. like Pikachu and... <laughs> That kill me. <laughs> what are you more excited to see, Miranda? Detective Pikachu? Well, definitely or? Detective Pikachu. Oh, yeah. But are you but... more excited to see Ryan Reynolds voice Detective Pikachu or potentially fit, Sonic? I think he's a good actor, but I don't think he's a good fit for Pikachu. Mm. Who do you think is a good fit for Pikachu? I agree with that. the rest of the internet and Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That would have been awesome. Well, Detective yeah. Pikachu is like the gritty. This is not Ash's Pikachu. This is like a gritty Pikachu just out there doing yeah. detective work. Like, Yeah, he's seen sense. some things. Seen some things. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, so it's just like having Ryan Reynolds is just an odd choice because I know his humor and I don't think it really fits. I, I'm sure he can well, act it's well the same. Enough, but. It's the same sort of thing like we were talking about on this show a few weeks ago about the Mario movie in that Mario is mostly a silent protagonist. Mm-hmm. But in order to sell movie tickets, you need some kind of big name behind your titular hero. So, like, Mario will probably have a lot more talking to do on screen in his movie, and it'll probably be voiced by somebody that's relatively well known. Like, Mario I, be voiced by someone else? Yeah, I would assume so. Sweet. Yeah. Mm. Rather than Charles Martinet, I bet you they I bet you they recast. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I'm willing to put money on it. I I think they that, need they need to put a name on that to put butts in seats outside play, of Mario. Place your bets. Place your bets now. What are we betting? I'll say a solid in and out cheeseburger lunch. All right, I'm in. Let's right. do that. I'm right, in. Cool. I'm in. Can I get in? I'm not taking that? all of you guys to lunch if I lose. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Lily, that is. Lily I took called, it first. I called so, first. Yeah. I think Charles Martinet will do the voice of Mario. And if I'm wrong, I will treat you to a sweet in and out meal. Right, One double double. Here I come. <laughs> you heard it. There's... Easy. Actually, I shouldn't be making these bets because I also bet Ryan McCaffrey that Zelda would not launch with the Switch. Which we all know I love. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you it, took, it took me like almost a year to pay up, pay up on that. So yeah. well, it's okay. I mean, Marty said he would eat a mug. So he ate the mug. He, he did. did he did. Mug, he yeah. did finally eat the mug. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it took him a while. Yeah. And he also said, "Oh, I'll eat a mug." I mean, that's fine. I actually saw him eat that mug. It was crazy. Jeez. Don't eat mugs, guys. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to take our break a little earlier today. Thank you, Zach, very much for joining us. Off. He's Get got to sign off. Yeah. got a very He's important thing rest. to attend to. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we will be right back to talk about Payday 2 and the new releases for the week. So stick around. Listen. And welcome back to part two of Nintendo Voice Chat, where we're here to talk about all of the new games coming out this week and also next week as well, because we're going to be talking about Payday 2, we're going to be talking about Typo Man, Layers of Fear Legacy, and of course, we also have some making up to do for Question Block, um, because I promised you guys last week, since we ran out of time, didn't get a chance to answer all of the questions, I want to make up for it and do a couple extra ones this week. Sure. But before we get into all that... We've got some um, games to talk about. Yeah, we do yeah. have a lot of games to talk about i mean miranda and i actually got a chance to play payday 2 for Mm -hmm. switch um yeah so we got a bunch of hands-on time with it we played cooperative or cooperative wow cooperatively (laughs) online yeah yeah that co-op yeah, yeah, and it was great. It was fun. Um, it was a lot so, of learning. Lots and lots of learning, yes. Um, so also, I did the review for Payday 2, so uh, definitely want to check that out. It's live now on IGN if you guys want to see what the game looks like running on Switch. And again, if you're watching the video podcast, you can see some clips of it going right now. And this is the train level. It's one of the DLCs um, that we didn't get a chance to play together, Miranda. Right. Right. We did get that goat mask, though. Yes. Goat simulator. So that was the important part. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about like what Payday 2 is like on Switch yeah. versus like the other consoles and stuff. Because I did get a chance to play a little bit um, of the other console versions as well. But let's focus on Switch for now. So I've, I've been really just 
dying to pick your brain, Miranda, particularly yeah. because you're you're very uh, skilled in first person shooters. You know a lot about them, um, and I would just love to hear what you think it's like playing Payday in handheld mode on Switch. Right. Yeah. I did not like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so cool. the thing with Payday is like there's so many things you need to manage with your controller mm-hmm. um, because you have so many options to like set traps and to gather bodies and like you're mostly using the bumpers but um when you're not sometimes having that in the handheld mode just is not ideal mm-hmm. uh, i played the tutorial in handheld mode and then i was just like nope yeah <laughs> um I, I think part of that also is that my hands are kind of small and granted yeah. like people are like oh well the switch controllers are kind of small it's like well that's true but my wrists are also small so like the way I hold my controller for a shooter mm-hmm. and how I sit for a shooter is very different from how when I'm playing Zelda or something a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Which, I mean, granted, Zelda does get its own challenges, but um, just the way I prefer to play those is like very different postures. And I had a hard time just holding the switch and maneuvering well enough mm-hmm. to be as accurate as I would have liked to be. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the hand homo goes, I just was like, nope. And... Kept it docked. Oh, yeah, yeah. That worked much better for me. I yeah. completely agree. And I don't even think it's the small hands thing because I, yeah. I think I have pretty big hands. And We have very different hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very different perspectives for hands. But, I mean, like, honestly, for me, it felt the same. It was a little awkward playing it on in handheld mode. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed playing it with the Pro Controller. I think it feels solid um, using the Pro Controller just navigating through the world and actually like shooting especially with the um aim assist that it offers um mm-hmm. which is cool it, it's definitely helpful but this is definitely the type of game at least for me that i would primarily play like you said on the big screen yeah yeah and especially too um some of the diff- other differences as well are this version uh the switch version of payday 2 runs at 30 frames per second you feel that yes you can yeah. definitely I had definitely it looks feel like it. it from i haven't played it mm-hmm. but right. just by looking at the b-roll if you're watching the youtube um it like it does look at thirty frames per second, and I prefer a sixty frames per second shooter. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, ideally so. you want that. Yeah, uh, this is my first time actually playing Payday Two. Like I had a lot of friends that were playing on PC, and so I kind of missed the boat. Just yeah. sailed off without me. Uh, so I was happy to get into this, and you could definitely feel like what the difference would be there. Yeah. Exactly, and it dips occasionally, but for the most part, would you say it's steady? I thought it was steady. Just don't from... just don't light anything on fire. Yeah, yeah, the fire <laughs> does. Um, you know, those Molotov cocktails right? were not good. Yeah. <laughs> no. They destroyed us. <laughs> yeah, once the action like really gets heated and picks up, um, that's really when you're going to see some frame dips. But for the most part, um, the experience for me was pretty steady. And I think that, you know, uh, I think they did a great job actually reproducing the actual experience of like playing Payday 2 and bringing it to Switch. Sure. Um, I mean, the novelty, of course, of playing with friends is like the biggest part, right? It's like totally. I had so much more fun playing with you guys than I did by myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, and the this is the biggest thing about Payday 2 on Switch, is that there's just no way to communicate with your team mm-hmm. through the console itself. So oh. we actually were using Discord uh, to yeah. talk about, right. you know, to, Discord. to communicate. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, do you guys, are you guys using Discord? I mean, I'm assuming not Skype, but oh, yeah, no. Discord it's would be the thing of the past now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mostly just Discord. Method. Yeah, and that, that was fine, but like I did have to have like a different headphones on that kind of right. like masked the sound like, of the game a little bit. Yeah, like I have over the ear headphones with the speaker, and so that, that was a little annoying, but I yeah. mean, I made it work. I'm a little surprised that it's not supported by the like just Nintendo online app, the, mm-hmm. the voice chat app that we have. So we had to resort to something like Discord to actually be able to communicate with each other. But the good news is Discord does work well. Like, it's totally a viable way to play. Maybe maybe they'll update the app, the Nintendo app, for when online comes out or ever. I don't know. Because we don't even use it for Splatoon 2. Like, we just use Discord. So, I don't know what that like app is for anyway they've been very slow to update that app so yeah. i'm not i'm not even sure what they're planning on doing with it anymore yeah. honestly yeah maybe so. once the online service like you said comes yeah, in maybe in september it'll get more better yeah and in, in september we'll get like voice chat for payday too that would be very helpful. It would be yeah. very cool. Uh, I did appreciate that the connectivity generally seemed really stable. Oh, yeah. I, I, we didn't have any drop-in, drop-out problems at all. Like, it was, it was a good experience overall with 
online play. Nice. Yeah. And the load times too were really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the game runs pretty smooth other than like the few frame dips. Um, I will say too, the developers have been very careful with their choice of words about how they talk about Payday's resolution. Yeah. Um, because what they say is that it runs up to 1080p while playing docked. Mm-hmm. So what I noticed during my gameplay is that there are some slight variations in resolution while playing um, docked. So I could, I could see that it varies. It's sort of like what Doom is with yeah. the dynamic resolution it goes between 720 and 1080 so you're going to notice that and some textures might be a little bit fuzzier than than normal yeah but it's not that distracting especially when you're playing in actual handheld mode so yeah, yeah. it's like the trade-offs like you're playing this on switch they there's that expectation they have like right. let you know that this is a thing that'll happen right so i think it's fair so long as you realize that that is a difference for this version oh yeah yeah and it's a, totally not a problem for me i personally don't mind it i am i think that the trade-off of like, you know, having a portable system that you can take with you on the go is something that I value way more than, like, 4K graphics right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I think that there's a dichotomy there between people who, like, sort of, like, believe that and then sort of don't accept it, that sort of answer from Nintendo. Yeah. But um, I stand more in line of, like, yeah, this is a portable version of Payday, and it's pretty much the exact version of Payday that you, get, that you have on PC and consoles. Um, but it's now on Switch. So it's very cool, except, side note, though, there is uh, the Switch version of Payday is one content update behind the console versions, which is unfortunate, um, and that's and the, console ver- the other console versions are also slightly behind the PC version. So. Right, which, which yeah. makes sense, kind of, but it is unfortunate that it is a little bit... It's launching behind, essentially. Yeah, So essentially, yeah. So... So yeah, I mean that's Payday 2. I I think it's a pretty it's a pretty good game. Um I like if you like shooters, I would definitely recommend picking it up, uh, especially if you're all into online co-op shooters like Destiny or Rainbow Six stuff like that. But um yeah, Payday 2 on Switch, it's available on February 27th. So, look okay. forward to that. Next week, cool. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. But another game that we're going to talk about right now, it's actually our pick of the week as well, is Layers of Fear oh, no. Legacy. I'm saying yes. oh no cuz I hate horror games. You I don't, don't like horror. Well, I don't hate them. It. I'm just a baby. <laughs> it's like I have to play with somebody have all these like very set rules of like if I'm going to play a horror game, it has to be like 7 in the morning and I'm drinking coffee and birds are chirping. Um So you don't like yeah. Resident Evil or The Silent daylight Hill has to or... be. No. No, one time uh, they tried to assign me to do the Evil Within wiki and oh, I yeah. just said, I was like, nope, oh. <laughs> I cannot do this. Sorry, I'm not. And they're like, oh, okay. Sorry. Horror games are yeah. like one of my favorite genres to play. So. Horror yeah. movies, yeah. horror games, those I'm are. Just, I'm just a baby. Oh. I have a hard time with anxiety. So yeah. um, sometimes like the jump stairs really get to me sometimes. Oh, and yeah. I have a hard time shaking that off. Yeah. So, that, so this, Miranda, you haven't been playing this, but. No, L- but you guys have. have. So please, yeah. so, please tell us all about it. So I started playing yeah. today because I was really curious about <laughs> it. Please. Yeah, this game, like, for the first 30 minutes that I played of it, there, I definitely, there was one part where everything, something shattered behind me, and I got, like, that creepy, like, feel up your spine, like, oh, if I turn around right now in this game, like, will there be something behind me? And I know it's in a game, and it's not VR, like, it's not gonna, it's not actually there, but I'm so chilled by it. Yeah. It is a weird game. Yeah. Like, the premise is weird. Because it's like this painter who just goes insane. Yeah, totally. And I love it. And it it's kind of makes me think of the portrait of Dorian Gray, where if you've uh, read it, it's about this um, painter who, what is the story about? It's like a painter who basically puts his soul into the painting. Mm-hmm. So he stays young, but the painting, all of the like his misdoings, everything that he does that's evil or um wrong like affects the painting rather than himself right yeah so that's what i think that this paint this uh game is about except uh, just kind of creepy in a sense uh just i'm excited to play it like fully in its entirety and i'll probably play it at night and i'll probably be <laughs> i'm just watching this clip sorry if you're on video like see me visibly recoiling because like they're they turn around slowly like whoever did this gameplay i was like Whoa, yeah i really me. i really want to play this like at night like on a stream and just be like all right we're playing a horror game yeah, let's do it the cool Grab thing some popcorn with switch even though like i say i'm not super into horror games like, the cool thing is that you can like really bundle up and get it close because like i know how immersed i get in my switch whenever i'm playing games just have your headphones on you're very close yeah and it's, it just feels more personal that way yeah, yeah. i think horror games are going to work so well on switch with players of yeah. as well 
So, oh, so yeah. How did, how did you enjoy it? Because you played it more than I did. That's actually partly how I was playing this game, was like mm-hmm. under a blanket with headphones on, just like, oh my God. <laughs> Fill up in a blanket, like, <laughs> yeah. how do I, no, how I'm do I actually, get through this? <laughs> I'm really enjoying this game. It's really cool. It's um, it's Layers of Fear Legacy Edition, so it has like the base game in it, and it also has the added DLC, which is just like some short additional chapters where they give you a flashlight, which is pretty cool. Yeah, very neat new mechanics. Um, but um, yeah, I thought it, I think it's a really cool game. Um, it's a fun exploration horror game. Like there isn't any combat in the game from what I've noticed. Um, there's a lot of opening drawers and doors. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. I thought. I thought for a second that maybe something weird would happen, but I was like, nope, just opening this door and opening this <laughs> and looking at this paper. Well, what's cool, though, about the Switch version is if you play with split Joy-Con, you can yeah. actually use motion control to, like, um, simulate opening a door. So if you're holding your Joy-Cons in your hands like like I'm doing right now, um, you can, like, actually try and open a door like oh, that. Oh, so, like, or open a drawer. Yeah. and then... Yeah, like, you're pulling... Like, you're reaching for the drawer and you pull it out. And it works well. It's pretty intuitive. Um, it's fun. But at the same time, if you're playing with, you know, on in TV mode or in handheld mode, that actually wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I probably don't do that. But that is yeah. a really cool mechanic to add for that. Yeah, yeah. It's just fun when, like, devs, like, think about Switch-exclusive features that they could sort of amp up their game yeah. with. And when it works well like this, it makes me really happy. I wonder if there will ever be a horror Labo game. Ooh, that's interesting. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool, yeah. I'm I think just trying to think of how it would make an axe. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the robot Flash one where light. you have to like put, but instead it's an axe and you have to. Like, yeah, I mean, like there's simple tools, but like maybe yeah. there's something you can do with like some functionality with yeah, whatever. That'd be cool. You know. Yeah. Nintendo get on that. I mean, like or those just are basic things. Like ToyCon Garage. Right. People could just make it themselves. You know. Yeah. yeah. Make some Halloween toy cons or something. You hear that out there? That would <laughs> be cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it'd be neat. But yeah, I really like this game. If you like horror games, um, I definitely would suggest picking this up. Mm-hmm. Um. Until Bendy and the Ink Machine comes out, because that game is also a horror game, and it's really fun, and it's cartoony, and it's amazing. So just oh. Saying. Yeah, it's in, it's on PC, but, you know, just saying, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, another game that has released this week uh, is actually a game that was originally re- released on Wii U, and now it's on Switch. It's called Typo Man. So have you guys played Typo Man in the past before? <laughs> now, this game is very, very unique. I've never played a game like this before. It's like a puzzle platformer so you basically run around as this unnamed hero i guess he's unnamed but he could also be called hero because his body is literally made up of the words hero um so if you're seeing it on screen yeah yeah, you can see right now if you're watching the video uh podcast uh, you can watch me die right away (laughs) um yeah my character just totally (laughs) fell off of a cliff yeah and now uh we're loading back in but you can see uh it's there's some platforming mechanics but the main hook of this game is really the puzzle aspects Ooh, this this might not be some good footage here that we're watching. But yeah, so what's really cool about this... Hey, y'all whoa. should check out the video version of this. Definitely <laughs> watch the good. video version. Yeah, it's, I bet you he made it that time. deaths after deaths. It's very nice. It's, uh, it's like Zero deaths. Yeah. Zero deaths. Zero deaths for Zero type death. of men. No, it's fine. No, but um, no, the hook of this game is the actual puzzle mechanics. So yeah. you find these words that are just sort of laid out around the world, and they're actual words and you have to rearrange the letters to make it work for you so you might see a gate somewhere that's shut and up oh, grabbed it nice so oh, so here i'm actually gonna do it right it. now it, it actually says um on screen right now craft new words craft new words and the gate is closed so in order for your character to open a gate or to like make it through a certain checkpoint you actually have to use the according word that uh would work with whatever situation you're in so Right now, I'm like pulling out different word or different letters, trying to figure out what word um, would make sense to make this gate sort of open up for me. So um, I ended up using the word down, and that actually worked in this situation. So it's cool. The game offers these different sort of challenges where you have to figure out, kind of like a crossword puzzle, what the right word is. Yeah. So it's fun. Like I said, it originally came out on Wii U. Um, of years ago, yeah. but yeah, now it's out on Switch, and if you miss it the first time around, and you like platformers with like a twist in there, like some yeah. puzzle aspects of it, definitely check t- check out Typo Man, because it's, it's a lot of fun, and it yeah. makes you think. You know what this reminds me of? Um, this reminds, or like, this game reminds me of, um, like, a more intricate version of Scribblenauts. Hmm. Yeah. And I really, I just love the style of that, of, you know, Typo Man. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to play this game. 
Well, scribble nuts is cool because you can like just put in any word and then yeah. it'll just make whatever you put in yeah, there. But that's right. why I say yeah. it's an intricate version because it's like more mm-hmm. like you have to craft the word out of the things that they have there yeah. rather than like a little bit more limited. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Instead of like, oh, you need to create like write a write a word for something that will open. Right. Door. Exactly. <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. So it does. It's a challenging game. Um, so, you know, if you like harder games with some puzzles in there, check it out. Um, but another kind of weird but in a really good way game came out on switch this week it's called old man's journey yeah a very popular yeah. ios game yeah yeah have you played old man's journey i have not i've only seen some clips of it and i was like wow i need to play this game yeah. and uh we were when we were talking about game of the year stuff last year i guess part of our best of uh when we were talking about the mobile category this is one that stuck out a lot for people oh really it's beautiful like yeah. it's so it's so stylized and like the way that you play this game is different from any other game that I've ever played. Um, maybe you guys could say differently, but it's just like the idea is that, you know, this old man is walking and, you know, doing a journey. journey. Oh man. Um, and the idea is that you have to change the environment that he's in to like get from point A to point B, um, which I thought was really cool. And, the, it looks like they make this artwork with like I'm, I'm assuming it's digital painting, but it's so intricately done, and I oh, I just love it. I love looking at this. I love the backstory. Yeah, I love like this is a game that I would totally suggest getting if you're into something more calming and you're like, you know what? I've totally am done with playing Layers of Fear Legacy. I'm just <laughs> gonna go on a journey as an old man, and don't mind me. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, like obviously the footage you're looking at TV mode footage right now if you're watching the video podcast. But this game is really best played in handheld mode, and yeah. it's because of the touch screen. Um, because the primary game mechanic right here is essentially you're building a pathway for your old man uh, who you kind of control. It's kind of like a point and click adventure game, except you have to build pathways for him to be able to cross. So it's a little puzzly in that aspect. And I definitely had some spots where I just, you know, was scratching my head for a while, just trying to figure out how to make this old guy herd some sheep so he can (laughs) get through a certain area. Um, But like, like I said, like Lily was saying, actually, it's very relaxing to play. It's, it's just one of those games that you can throw on and kind of mindlessly um, play while some, TV show is going on in the background or a movie or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's very quiet. Definitely laid back. something to relax with. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. Another thing to relax with that I want to talk about that is not new. Yes. Let's talk about <laughs> Stardew Valley. Uh-huh. So like Yay. after we got playing Payday 2, I just kept going back to Stardew. Uh, recently, uh, the developer announced that they are looking to have their multiplayer beta go live in spring. Like they confirmed this like a while ago, but they just re updated us and saying, Hey, this is still happening. Um, I don't think the beta is going to be on switch. I don't see a right. world where that would happen. Probably a PC beta. But even with that, it's like a reminder to like, Hey, make sure your, your farms, your farms day. doing well. Yeah. yeah. Cause so I played on PC and then moved to switch um, with the intention of kind of keeping my permanent farm on switch, even though I had like 80 hours on PC. Yeah. Leaving it, letting it go. And coming on here because I'm I just so excited to play multiplayer on Switch because I know some of my friends also have their farms going. Yeah. And like I just want to make sure mine's in a good place. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so exciting. And it's just it's such a calming game, guys. If I don't know, if you're not playing Stardew Valley on Switch, I'm I'm disappointing you. Yeah, no, I mean definitely it's it's so much it's such a fun game. I'm kinda sad that I never got like too into that game. Well, now you I'm can. disappointed in you. Yeah, <laughs> like I, like I think once the online update drops, I'm gonna give it another shot and try and go in there fully because it's totally right up my alley. Like I love mm-hmm. those kind of games that you can just build a second life in, essentially. You yeah, know, as a farmer. So, yeah, it's very cool. farming things. Yeah, like getting married. So many options. Uh, in the post, I believe they posted on February 17th. Um, they they keep teasing little bits from. The update, because um, yeah. in, in addition to multiplayer, they're having other features, um, and they're going to add signs, which oh. doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's like a nice way to label crops and stuff, and like cool. maybe oh. player houses, just because you'll have more people interacting with your farm, and you maybe don't want them to touch something, or that kind of thing. Another way to communicate, and I think that particularly works well with Switch, since you know we don't know how voice functionality, if there will be any, specifically for Stardew Valley, yeah. but... Um, just like cool stuff like that. Can you send mail to each other in that game? I don't know. We don't know pen yet. Pals. That would be really cool. I'd yeah. Want, I'd want to be pen pals. like on uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah. Nice. yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Like, come so. check out my farm. I've got yeah. some good crops. Yeah. I really hope we get a new Animal Crossing soon. Yeah, it's good. Just to throwing see. that out there, but <laughs> completely random. <laughs> but until then, we do have Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I know there's a lot of 
those like farming simulator games kind of coming to Switch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Harvest Moon Creator just announced like a new yeah. game yep. as well, yep. which looks super cute and is also announced for Switch. And I'm just like, yes, give it to me on yeah, Switch. Exactly. Um, I want to know what more because it's like an, a deluxe edition so it's mm-hmm. like what's the deluxe part about and they're like more information coming soon and i was like but what is the deluxe edition about yeah. i'm into it i'm Raising all i'm all into it here's my money here's my down payment on this game <laughs> what is this deluxe edition about <laughs> yeah but they won't tell you and i'm like oh man well hopefully they let the cat out of the bag soon because i'm dying to find out myself mm-hmm. um but yep. yeah absolutely so I did want to save some extra time here for a couple extra questions from Question Block because we ran out of time last week. So, And we got some good ones here for you guys. So, uh, yeah, if you do have any questions for us in the future, our email is nvc at IGN.com. So make sure you send in your questions there or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you see NVC. But let's jump into the first question. This one comes to us from Rad. Um, he says, hey all, or he or she, I'm actually not sure. Hey all, just a quick question for some of the parent gamers out there. I have a nine-month-old and a six-year-old daughter. I'm finding it really hard to play the games I used, aka, or I used to, aka Zelda, Xenoblade, as I have as I have hardly any time on my hands. After purchasing the Switch, it has allowed for me to have a little more as the portability really compensates for not feeling um, or for not feeling like I am not spending adequate time with my family. I am really enjoying Celeste at the moment and the infamous Darkest Dungeon. Are there any other quick games that don't involve 32 pages (laughs) of dialogue and cutscenes to actually grab my attention that you could recommend? So I think this is a pretty good question. Stardew Valley. (laughs) We were just talking about one of those games. Really, I think that would be a good one because you can play it day by day. Um, Since you have very marked seasons and stuff, like you can work towards certain objectives, but there's not a lot of... Take your time with them. Right, Yeah, like you don't have to jump into the narrative of Stardew Valley. If you don't want to have a relationship with the townspeople, you don't have to. And you can kind of just farm on your own or you can go dungeon crawl every day if you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just as long as you're making money somehow. So I think that could be a good solution. Yeah, yeah, totally. But the only problem there is that you can't save whenever you have to save by going to sleep. But I think days are short enough if you play them right. And you can also just power it down super quick. Yeah. To sleep. That's true. And that's the beauty of the Switch is like you can power it down anytime and pick it up again wherever you left off. So, mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think if I could recommend any games right now, like a lot of these, a lot of the smaller indie titles, um, like obviously SteamWorld Dig 2 is a fantastic game uh, you can pick up and play. It doesn't have too many cutscenes. It has dialogue, but you don't really have to follow the story at all if you, if yeah. you want to just play through it real quickly. Um, also, Mr. Shifty is another great pick up and play game that I loved on Switch uh, that came out a little while ago. So, yeah, things like that. Um, I don't know. Lily, do you have any suggestions? Um, I'm trying to think. I know uh, he or she said, you know, not many cutscenes. I don't know. I feel like if you want, like, some time to relax, maybe Old Man's Journey might be a good one because it is is thought-provoking and it's also very relaxing. You can turn it off anytime you want to. There's no, like, issues with that. Um, I'm like, I can't really think because most of the games I play, like, are, like, into the into the woods like they have a it's lot, a lot of, dialogue. of dialogue a lot of story yeah, yeah. it's a good adventure yeah. game mm-hmm. so i don't know like maybe journey for you battleship brigade could be fun too like that's a lot more quick matches because you are timed and in, in cooking food yeah. um if you don't know what that is it's a very fun indie game that i also love on my switch uh that you are essentially in a food competition with other chefs mm-hmm. and you're trying to qualify to be in part of the brigade um there are some more long narrative stuff at the beginning but as you get into it you kind of just start going back into the battles and focusing yeah. on that yeah so yeah. it'd be good yeah definitely. also good it's just an awesome game for you so yeah. it is an awesome game yeah, for I sure love that so much. i've yet to play it i'm sorry <gasps> it's so good <laughs> i ended up playing um doki doki literature club instead that's good too oh man both great games <laughs> i don't know if i it was worth it Um, well anyway it's a discussion for another time (laughs) okay (laughs) all right let's move on down the row here all right next question comes to us from tyler from oklahoma tyler (gasps) says dear ign crew do you think the recent rise of indie games will have an impact on the price of bigger franchises in the future for instance i am finding it harder and harder to spend 50 or 60 dollars on a game when there are so many good indie games to choose from that are all priced around 20 bucks no Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think they're going to keep their prices up there. And I think it's fair, too, because a lot of times like these AAA games are developed by massive studios with a lot mm-hmm. of people to pay. Yeah. Uh, so you do kind of need to make sure your price is at the right place for yeah. that product that you're going to buy. Oh, totally. Um, but that doesn't mean that 
and there's not a lot of work that goes into games. There's like tremendous work that goes into them as well. Uh, I think that just because of maybe how the production goes, they can they generally have lower prices. Yeah, I think um, it really depends on the type of game. Like I know I would spend fifty or sixty dollars on, you know, Odyssey or Zelda, um, but I don't I don't know. I feel like there are certain indie games that have the same quality as Mario and Zelda, but um, I'm perfectly perfectly fine spending twenty dollars with them. And then there are games like Mario and Zelda and then like other games that will come in the future like Wolfenstein 2 where I'm like, I know the quality. I know that I'm going to love the game. I'm going to drop that money for it. It's a complicated um, like seesaw of, you know, indie games that are great that are up to par as Mario and Zelda. And uh, yeah, I get I get the idea. I get it. It's hard. It's a hard bargain for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I agree with both of you, honestly. Like, I think Miranda... Um, I don't know. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that the prices aren't going to drop because I, I honestly, if anything, I see them raising or getting higher in the future as game as we go really? on. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, video games right now are actually pretty cheap compared to what they were like 20, 30 years ago, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, put it also into perspective is like how much time are you putting into them too? like, right. A lot of these bigger $60 games, it's like sometimes you can have 100 hours right. um, compared to like how much you spend on a movie ticket. You know, like how much do you spend on your total adventure to a movie? That's um, true. And it's actually. like keeping things in perspective, too, because like I know sometimes we get worried about price for products. Um, but we also remember that we're paying people for their creations. Like yeah. this is someone's work and, you know, you should get paid for it. Exactly. Like, that's like a thing with Doki Doki Literature Club. I was so surprised that it's free. Like it's just straight up free. It's because they're making another game. Yeah, I mean, sure, but they could still have charged like five bucks for it. Yeah. Um, And that's why I was like, everyone buy the fan pack so that you can support the developers and give them money and pay for their work. Because like, I think that's really important, too. Totally different thing. But no, I don't think they're going to lower prices because uh, there's like the scale, right? Yeah. Of the amount of people they have working on, I guess the number of people they have working on it and the breadth of a game as well. I wonder if the sequel is going to be like have a price to it or if it's going to be free. Sequel to Doki Doki. Doki Doki. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be a different game. Yeah, so that's a, a horror game. I'm going to say that's a whole different mm. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's there's a lot. There's a lot so to talk much. about with that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get. Let's keep moving down the line here again. Um, so. This next question comes to us from somebody named Philip, another Philip. He says, hey, Philip, great name. That's what he said, not me. Um, The NBC team. Love the show. On several episodes recently, various people have commented on playing Switch while traveling to Japan or across the country. Someone commented about looking forward to playing Dragon Quest Builders on an upcoming 10-hour flight. I was wondering, how is this possible? Well, I have a very, very uh, just quick answer for you and that is battery packs definitely definitely bring a battery pack with you when you're traveling um there are some cool ones that you can um just clip onto your switch i know anchor i believe makes one and so does nyko uh but i also think that just like a portable like separate battery or power bank that has a cord running through it that you just clip into one side of the power bank and then you know clip into your switch on the other works well um it'll buy you at least like you know depending on how many milliamps you have like a 20,000 milliamp should get you at least i want to say three hours if not longer than that so doubling your switch's battery life Mm -hmm. i just hope that there's an outlet um i usually check that before i get on my flight because you can check online on your flight what what amenities your plane has um because there's no way I want to carry a massive battery pack with me and already like a bunch of other stuff. That's true. So like that's yeah. that's my thing. Like I understand if you're going on like really long flights, like that'd be cool too. But usually on those really long flights, you do have outlets. Right. So well, international flights. at least for me. Yeah. yeah and like for most co- cross country flights I've been on as well, those have outlets. You've been but. on some nice planes. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's questionable. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But yeah, I mean, there are some planes that do have outlets. So if they, if you find a plane with an outlet, definitely use that. But I, whenever I travel, I always travel with a power bank. Um, yeah, and like, there's yeah. plenty out there too. Like you just, of course, want to do the research and make sure you're getting the right ones too. Because oh, sometimes totally. your switch could charge your power bank instead, and then you don't want that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wasn't someone like plugged in their switch to their laptop and started charging their laptop? That has happened. I before. think I've seen that. Yeah, weird. yeah. yeah. So it's like just so making weird. sure you're getting the right. Because if you get a USB right Type C to USB Type C and plug one end to a switch and the other end into like the new MacBook Pro, it'll charge your MacBook Pro. That happened to yeah. me actually. Oh, that's yeah. actually that's yeah, really okay. funny. Yeah, it's really weird and scary. Um, packs. All right, we got one more question here. One more question. This one comes to us from Kyle L. Kyle asks. Um, he says, "Hi, NVC crew." Hello. I, 
I have a question that's a little more on the silly side. Yes. But I'd love to hear your response. Nintendo has to know about Waluigi's fame and infamy on the internet. Um, they've <laughs> developed other characters in the past, assigning them uh, different attributes that have been flushed out into a, into full game concepts. Think Wario and his greed, Luigi being scared, etc. Up to this point, Waluigi has just been another playable character in sports games and doesn't really have a personality. What? Do you think that the Big N should capitalize on his notoriety among the millennial Tumblr crowd? And if so, what would a Waluigi-centric game look like? What would his hook? What would be his hook? If any of the very side characters were to get a game, I'd want it to be Ashley. Ashley, she's awesome. Oh, from WarioWare. Yeah, yeah, she's so cool. Okay, well, we're talking about Waluigi. And- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Waluigi has personality. If you have played him in any of the Mario parties, he. Either talks about how number one he is, and he goes, "Wow, Luigi, number one," yeah, I'm a <laughs> or, number one. or he pulls out a rose from nowhere. So I think he's just a true romantic that just wants to get with all the ladies. So I think a dating sim for Waluigi is going to happen. That'd be so good. <laughs> dating <laughs> sim like- with Waluigi in it. Okay, yeah, I can I, see that. That yeah. would be so hilarious and so funny, and that's maybe not focusing on the PG for No, you can still keep that PG. Yeah, like, but just but think with about some, it. some good, uh, good nods there. <laughs> We could do that. I would just, I would just love that, right? Like, and then there's always the meme of um, what is it? Waluigi's taco stand. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that's one of them. <laughs> so you can go with both of those, but I think a dating sim with Waluigi is where I'm resting my. So either a Waluigi dating sim or a Waluigi taco stand simulator is what the you're food. saying. I think Nintendo loves both of those ideas. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think. Oh, those would be good for for like their mobile initiative as well. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be a good idea just for them to test out some of those like side characters and Mm -hmm. put them on mobile. How how do you guys feel about Waluigi? Because I know that it's true. Waluigi has this like fame that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, do you think it's Mm. like just up there with like Wario or? He's kind of weird because I, I don't give him much thought. Yeah. I think more about Dry Bones, if yeah. anyone. I love Dry Bones. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see him get his own spotlight and maybe to bring him to my mind more. I don't know. Like, I think I would care more about him if he did have his own game. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean, that's like, like why I care about Wario is because Wario doesn't want any games. Yeah. Wario were. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. Totally. I mean, Waluigi has always been like in Mario Kart or Mario Tennis or anything like that, but he's never been the star of his own game. So we don't really connect with his personality as much. I guess a lot of most people don't. But it would be cool to for that like Tumblr crowd. They got it. Yeah, Waluigi's exactly. fancy mansion. Some crazy memes. Haunted mansion. Yeah, yeah, he has to be, <laughs> and he doesn't know what Luigi's to do with it. He's like, <laughs> um, <laughs> how do I handle this? And he's like, oh yes, I should host my own version of The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> Intro dating scene. So that's the name. Room. That's the name of the dating scene. It's Waluigi's fancy mansion. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside of this game is a dating sim. There you oh go, Nintendo. We made it for you. All right. You can send your checks to IGN um, right here in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. Uh, all right. Well, that's our show this week. Thank you all very, very much for watching and listening. We're a weekly show on IGN.com, but we're also on YouTube and any of your favorite podcast listening services so definitely make sure you're subscribed on youtube or the services if you aren't already um yeah so thank you very much for joining me today this uh this week ladies and we will see you you. guys next week thank you bye